welcome to Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. Hello and welcome to another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. I'm your host, Tom Masters, and today our guest is Tom Sullivan, a patient with an incredible story of trauma, chronic pain, and healing. Welcome. Tom Sullivan is not actually a patient of mine. He ran across the doc process and he contacted me through Facebook, telling me that he had 27 surgeries, 20 years of chronic pain, and he was now pain-free. And of course, I was rather intrigued and contacted him, and I've talked to him multiple times now, and I'm still intrigued by his story. I've asked Tom to share his story with us. Tom, thanks for uh, spending some time with us today. You're welcome. So, Tom, you want to just tell us how this all started, what, 20 years ago, 25 years ago? Yeah, I, um, I got rear-ended. Okay. I saw this car coming at me in the rearview mirror. I knew she was going to hit me, and I turned over my sh- I turned to look, which was a really bad thing to do. So I twisted right. my spine, and then I got hit. And that started a, a cascade of events where I was just in – Right after the wreck, I was in terrible sciatic pain. And shortly after, and then I went to the doctor and he said, you know, the disc is bulging. You're not in that bad of shape. You'll be okay. And then I sneezed and I stifled the sneeze and the disc actually fractured. And that, that led to the first of seven spinal surgeries. And at that time, the pain was just completely unbearable. I was taking narcotics every day, all day, and I was still in so much pain I could barely function. I had pain in the center of the back. I had sciatic on both sides. And eventually, I think I got the reason, or I got so stressed out by the pain, I developed a migraine syndrome, whereas I was having migraines every day. And I'm absolutely certain that that was connected to the stress my body was going through because of the pain. I know you were in chronic pain for almost 20 years or over 20 years. And could you tell us what it was like during the worst part of this ordeal? You know, the, the worst for me was being sidelined from life. I was so active and I was so used to, I ran my own business. And I spent a lot of time with my two sons as they were growing up, playing with them. And I lost all that. I couldn't do that, but for the pain. And I would, we would, for example, we'd go to a Mariner baseball game. And after about the fourth inning, I would go to the car and lay down. And then the kids would join me at the end of the game and we'd drive home. And that was, that was the, the quality of my existence at that time. And your pain was pretty much in your entire body at this point? No, the pain was from the waist down. Waist down. You know, waist down. I was, I was just fine above the waist except for the migraine syndrome. And then what type of medications were you on? Well, I, I, I was on narcotics and muscle relaxers. And, and this is unbelievable in today's day and age that every month I would sit down with my pain management doctor. He booted up on, on the computer. He turned the monitor so I could read it. And he'd say, what do you want to do this month? And we would look at the, at the menu. 
And I could have Dilaudid, I could have morphine, you know, I could have Oxycontin. And he would just say, what do you want to do? And I'd say, well, let's, let's do morphine 40s this week or this month. And that's, that's the way it was handled. And then you hit a pretty severe depression. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I got really depressed as I got isolated. You know, the, the more reclusive I got, the more isolated I got, uh, the more that I stepped back from living my life. And it, I just couldn't function. And I got very, very depressed. I didn't have anybody to talk to. Nobody wanted to talk to me. I didn't have anything to talk about other than my obsession with my pain. And then we had, we've noticed that chronic pain has a horrible effect on families and it really affected your family life also, correct? Oh, it was, it was really bad. I, you know, besides the, the pain, as you know, I had a stroke and that cost me my life and my business, but I, I, I seriously damaged the relationship that I had with two of my best friends, which were my two sons. And that caused me a, a, a tremendous amount of, of anguish and 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 suffering as i saw my relationship just deteriorate i couldn't relate to them anymore and then i know you mentioned the seven spine surgeries how many surgeries total did you have over this period of time uh i don't know how many i had over that period of time but it was uh it was well in excess of a dozen okay i also had a i had a inner fecal pain pump and I had surgery for that three times. I had three different pumps over a period of about 10, 12 years. And none of them were very, were very effective? No, they weren't. They weren't at all. I shouldn't say at all. I did get some relief from them, but the side effects were, were very difficult to deal with. Then you ran across, tell us about your journey to health. First of all, let me just tell, if you tell us how are you now? I'm great. I feel so good. You know, the, my debilitating pain, I always use the word debilitating because I want to emphasize that it, it wasn't just pain. It was, it was wipeout pain and it's, it's gone. And if it, if it starts to, if my back or my, my sciatic starts to, to uh, fire up, then I know that I haven't been doing my writing and I know that I haven't been doing my meditation. And when I get back on track with that, I am pain-free. Now you started the journey down in the Southern California with a physiatrist, correct? As far as your That's, healing journey? Yes, I did. Could you tell us about that? Sure. So I, I got to the point where I wanted to quit the narcotics because I couldn't think straight anymore. And so when I, Quit the narcotics, I, my clarity of thought got to the point where I started thinking that nothing had worked and I kept waiting for, quote, them, end of quote, to fix this for me. And them was the health providers, the doctors, psychologists, psychiatrists, everybody that I saw. And uh, so I, I got off of the drugs. I called all over the country asking for the referral everybody that i talked to said you're too complex your your condition is too complex it's too complicated we can't help you and i kept asking do you know somebody that can 
and and I finally ended up with this Dr. Prescott. Unfortunately, he's he's passed away, but he was what I would call a modern day healer or or a shaman. And I went down to Palm Springs uh, initially or primarily uh, to get treated for the narcotics at the Betty Ford Center. And Dr. Prescott had a pain clinic there at the center, so I saw him regularly over a period of a month. And he was the one that, that taught me how to meditate and meditate to a very deep state. And I was in a very deep state of meditation uh, when I had the breakthrough. When I, when I came through and all of a sudden, I realized that the pain was gone, that it, 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 had, it, it felt like it had left me. And you had mentioned in the past in the conversations about anger being an issue with you as far as the healing process. And so that is a, that was the crux point of my recovery, if you will. So when I was down with Dr. Prescott, we, we had a continuous conversation over a period of a month and it, and it went like, Tom, you need to tell me what you're so angry about. My reply consistently was, I'm not angry. You know, I didn't feel angry, but obviously I was, I was, I was showing signs of being in anger, but I wouldn't cop to it. I just, I, I just wouldn't break. And finally, towards the end of the month uh, that I spent with him, I came around and, and I started saying, well, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty upset with, with the doctor that made the, the first mistake on my, on my low back surgery, and he operated four times. So yeah, I'm a little upset at him. And I was pretty upset at the way that my dad raised me. And I was, you know, I, 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 was, I was very upset about all my losses from the chronic pain. I, I couldn't ski anymore. I couldn't run. I could barely walk. And that was, that made me very angry. And then I had a stroke and then I got really angry because with the pain, it took away my physical activities. And when I had the stroke, it hit my brain and it, and my mental uh, uh, capacity uh, was greatly diminished. That's when I got really angry. And, and when I finally recognized that what was making me angry, I had a major breakthrough. And I'm telling you, this cannot be done until you dump the anger. You have to deal with your anger. And then when did you run across back in control? I, I originally came across back in control. I think it was, um, I went to the clinic in 14. I think were you published in 2012? Yes. It was, yes. Okay. So that's when I first saw your book. And so you, re and I went to your website, you had the website back then. Correct. In 12. Yeah. And so I went to your stories of hope and hope was a, was a huge problem for me. I had lost all hope after 20 plus years of being in pain and, and not getting any relief from any doctors. I had lost hope. And when you lose hope, you give away your present and your future. And I gave it away. I gave away my future. I tried to kill myself and I, I tried to leave. And the reason was I couldn't take another day of pain. It was just, it was too much for me. And that was, and then 
as far as some of the tools you're using out of back and control in the process, what are some things that have helped you move forward? Well, <clears throat> the uh, expressive writing is, is, as we all know, it's extremely important. And I mentioned that earlier that I, I can't get along and manage my pain without doing my expressive writing. But okay. I also, I, I actively meditate throughout the day and I start every day with a, with a deep meditation session. And, and that really helps. And, and I did, I continue to do and concentrate on the mind reprogramming because I was, as I said earlier, I was obsessive. And so I just kept talking about it. Everybody, whether they wanted to hear it or not, I kept talking about it. And now I found that I, when I stopped talking about it, I wasn't processing it in my brain every second of every day. And after the stroke, well, as a result of the stroke, I, I lost my short-term memory for a while and I couldn't comprehend what I was reading. And this is from a guy that reads a book or two every week. And so that was really upsetting to me when I couldn't remember anything anymore. And of course, it, not of course, but it was fortunately for me, it was, it was short term, but I need to, in order to stay on the path, I need to do the expressive writing. I need to manage my anger. And I realize uh, that anger is inevitable, but you have a decision or election on how you want to manage it or how you want to handle it. And it's toxic. I was toxic as I held on to all of my anger. I, I, I stuffed it. I carried it around and I, like I didn't have it, but uh, I was carrying it. So I work on my anger management. I work on my meditation every day, which I really enjoy. So I shouldn't use the word work. And then uh, uh, the exercise, the physical exercise, it, I think it's just vital for me. I, I, I have to move. And if I don't move, I get really tight. My, you know, after 27 surgeries, I've got all kinds of scar tissue. So I, I have to move every day, which is a very good thing. Well, Tom, thank you for this story. There's, we could talk for hours about more of the details. I mean, it's a remarkable story. And I personally had not thought that this was, this was possible. I mean, I have lots of people get better, but not many that have been through as much as you have. But I've also instinctively felt that anything is possible. And I never, I always encourage people to um, look at hope as a big deal. And so I'm sure it's going to be very gratifying for you to be one of those people now that are actually providing hope for other people. And we really appreciate this. I really, really enjoy having the opportunity to talk to other people that are, that are suffering and tell them of my experience. Because as we just said, hope is a big deal here. And people, when they are in pain for long periods of time, and there's no resolution on the horizon for them, that's when they lose hope. And when you lose hope, you're at a full stop. You, you can't, you're stuck. You cannot move forward. Well, great. Well, thanks. You're welcome. I'd like to thank our guest, Tom Sullivan, for being on the show today and for sharing his incredible story of healing and resilience. I'm your host, Tom Masters, reminding you to be back next week for another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. And in the meantime, be sure to visit the website at www.backincontrol.com. 
Thanks for listening today and join us next week for Back in Control Radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.